it just continues. My, oh my. Rapino sends it in low. Go, U.S. It's Sue Bird's building. You bet. She's on punches right now. Hello there, everybody. Uh, Charles Hamaker here. This is not Circling Seattle Sports on Converge Media. This is not a game preview. We're back for an interview. It's been a long time. I've got a Seattle Kraken-related interview, as you can see um, by the hat, and I've put the blue light in the background here. Um, this is the 54th installment in the Seattle interview series, the second related to our Seattle Kraken. I've been trying to get this uh, set up for a while. I apologize. Some of this is on me, so I apologize. Well, most of it's on me. I apologize. I'm really excited uh, to have Angelica Salem here with me uh, from the Kraken. If you have ever been to a game, the in-game entertainment is a big deal. Angelica does anthems from a ton of different venues done with our Mariners, was an in-game host with our OL Reign as well. Just Really, really talented woman and really excited to have her on the show, uh, well, on the show, and to learn more about her. So we're going to bring her in here. Um, See if that works. I apologize. We're working on something new here. Um, oh, goodness. We'll have to cut this out. I'll cut it out. Oh, hope I didn't ruin this. <laughs> well, I'll cut that part. But anyway, um, the breakout room. <laughs> here we go. I, I you know, I, I'll figure it out. But yeah, we'll cut it out. Okay, cool. Welcome, Angelica. I'm glad to have you on. Got you at a time, you know, the, the homestand has ended. We're at the all-star break here. Is it, Well, first of all, before anything else, is it nice to just kind of slow down? You know, I know you've got a bunch of stuff going on, on outside of the Kraken and doing all of that. So is it, have you been able to just kind of take a breather? Like some of these guys going to Mexico or Cancun or whatever. <laughs> How have you been since uh, the last game? Yeah, um, not quite yet. I'm I'm still kind of flying on a little bit of a, a busy roll, um, but I am going to the East Coast this week for uh, about ten days. Visit home, visit my family, and see some of my friends. So that'll be that'll be a nice little break for me. I'm looking forward to that. Hopefully, the uh, Empire State Building switched back. Uh, oh. the time. <laughs> I, I don't I know if like, I can talk about that. <laughs> I was like, that's weird. Uh, but no, it's it's really great to I I you know with with how busy these things are, you know, it's it's one thing to remember that the arena staff too are gonna are gonna get a little bit of a break as well, uh, yeah. for all of this sort of stuff. So to get into the early career, you know, before we get to cracking, before we get to other sports, mm -hmm. um. Was there a moment when you sort of realized that you wanted, whether it was just singing randomly one day, uh, <laughs> you, maybe you knew from the jump, you have favorite memories from like early performances. When did it dawn on you that you wanted to, you know, use your talent, use your voice talent for something more than something more, I guess? Um, Gosh, a very, very, very long time ago. I, um, I've been 
singing since I could talk pretty much. Um, and I, I was a theater kid growing up, which I've, you know, talked about a little bit here and there since coming out to the West Coast. Um, but yeah, no, it's just singing and performing has kind of just been in my blood since I could walk and talk and all of the above. Um, and I've definitely had a couple of different paths with it along the way, but it's just something that no matter what's going on, I always circle back around to. So I've kind of just made it my mission to keep that going no matter what. <laughs> and so, you know, you mentioned it in talking about the break and there as well. Uh, just, just on a personal note, how different for you has it been on the West Coast than the East Coast? I know you see at some of these games, like when the Seahawks played the Giants, you've got your Giants stuff out, you know, stuff like that. Um, how, how different for you has it been? I know that there's something like the Seattle freeze, as mentioned, you know, the weather here, all that sort of stuff. How different for you as Angelica has it been East Coast, West Coast sort of thing? Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely different. Um, growing up in New England is, is a lot different than growing up in Seattle, I'm sure. Um, so I am still adjusting the weather. It's funny you say that. And I, I tweet about it. I'm very open about how I feel about the weather out here. Um, but it's funny because we, I'm come from, you know, severe winters on the East coast, lots of snow, lots of cold. Um, so being out here and getting a couple of inches of snow and, you know, everything shutting down was a little bit of a shock for me. And then the, the, my only other quarrel I have with Seattle is no air conditioning in the summer because I hate the heat so much and it gets very warm these days in the middle of the summer. Um, so I've been, I've been battling that just a little bit, but otherwise it's been great. Um, and yeah, just, just trying to like embrace the, the whole like outdoor adventure kind of stuff is very new to me. Cause I'm, you know, a city girl through and through. So living by the water in the mountains over here is awesome. Um, and just being surrounded by such beauty all the time has been a very nice treat. Um, yeah, so it's, it's really just the, the weather has been my biggest, my, my biggest That's argument it's always what it is it's always <laughs> what it is you know and unfortunately those extremes like that ice storm yeah. that one friday yeah. never never in my there existence you know, I, know. Well, I, I remember people talking about it like oh our winters are so horrible here and i'm like they're really not that bad coming like compared to where i'm coming from but it's more of just like the way everything is handled and how you know you <laughs> yeah oh yeah too much when when you get an ice or a snowstorm out here you kind of just have to stay put whereas like back home we get a foot of snow and they're like, so you're still coming to class. You're still coming to yep. work. Right. I'm like, yep, totally. <laughs> no, that's, that's what it's been lately. Well, lately, the last few years is the snow's been more extreme and the heat's been more extreme. You know, I didn't, my body never touched 90 before. Oh uh, lately. And so I'd go down to California and I'd be like, wow, I'm dying. Oh, wow. So, you know, it's, that's the weather is definitely something I hear about. So it's interesting to hear that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, to stick, to go back to, you know, performing uh, in, in the younger years, what obstacles did you face? Because I know, you know, obviously everybody deals with, you know, their own self-criticism and all that, but especially as someone who's in effectively the spotlight figuratively and literally, how, what, what did you face obstacle-wise and how were you able to overcome it? Because I'm sure, you know, at some point maybe self-doubt creeps in and stuff like that and you're working to get better. How did you deal with those obstacles? You know, I was, uh, I was a competitive Irish dancer growing up, fun fact. Wow. Um, so I was traveling all over the place competing, uh, for about 12 ish years. Um, and I bring that up just because I credit most of my ability to kind of handle this world to 
Irish dancing huh. um, because there was a lot of, you know, it, it was a very competitive sport, uh, believe it or not. It's very, it's, it's very random. A lot of people don't know much about it, um, but it, it kind of shapes you a little bit in, in the sense that like you have to have a little bit of a tough skin from a very young age. You have to be able to lose gracefully, um, or you learn how to lose gracefully at least. And, you know, hours and hours of practice, it's, it's like being an athlete and athletes and how they, you know, get their work done. They know how to lose. They know how to put in the time, the effort. There are lots of up and ups and downs for sure. Um, but between that, and then just, you know, being in and out of auditions growing up and, you know, up until very recently, you know, I still audition. I still do all of that. It just comes with the territory of like, you know, learning how to, how to be okay with hearing no, and just kind of plugging through anyway. And there are definitely days that are, some days are, are for sure harder than others. And some rejections are definitely a little bit more brutal than others. Um, but I think just, you know, over the years, kind of learning how to find the balance and learning how to shake it off and knowing that like, Hey, this is what you want to do. Then this is what you're going to have to handle and what you're going to have to take. Um, and it's, it's not foolproof. It's definitely not foolproof and definitely still stings once in a while. Um, but yeah, it just, it comes with the territory it's, and it's just something, you know, I learned again, thanks to Irish dancing from a very, very young age. So I feel like I've had decades of experience with it long before my, my, this kind of performing era that I'm in now. Um, yeah. <laughs> Irish dancing is not what I had on my uh, my checklist today. So that's that's <laughs> yeah. I, I'm Irish, but I can't dance in any either way. So no, that's I mean again, you know, with 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 bringing you on and in any of the interviews that I do, it's always interesting. No matter what sort of field you're in, whether you're the athlete on the field, you're the broadcaster, you're the in arena entertainment, um, any any way, shape, or form, the journey that brings you to where you are is always so cool to hear about. You know, because again, yeah. again. Irish dancing did not have that on the checklist <laughs> today. Um, yep. And at least, at least with like anthem singing, I know that is like in any event that is always open to criticism. Like people will yeah. always have their take on it and it's always going to be a tough situation to be in. You know, I know. Everyone, that, yep. Everyone always has something to say. <laughs> yeah. So I, you know, that's, it's, it's, it's tough. And that's like the same thing with athletes. You know, it's like yeah. these people that are, here to perform for you are going to face criticism and they're trying their best and they'll have bad days. So, so again, interesting to hear how that really took off for you, how you were able to com combat that. And again, did not have that on the bucket list. So <laughs> before I get to the Kraken, we're going to kind of transition here from younger years to the other sort of sports here. Cause obviously you haven't spent your whole time in the city of Seattle. Right. What's the coolest venue you've been able to showcase your talents at? You know, I know that there's a lot of impressive buildings around the country. Um, obviously, Climate Pledge is a really cool building in and of itself. But for for your personal list, if you have a top, if you don't, uh, you can throw a few at me. But the coolest venue you've been able to perform at, whether that's, you know, because it sounded really cool acoustics wise or the history of the building or just a personal favorite for you. What is that personal favorite? Um, so to be honest with you, uh, Lumen, Lumen Field is at, is at the top of that list. I was but this is before I moved here, um, before I worked in Seattle sports, I had the opportunity to come out and sing the national anthem for the Seahawks um, and sing a halftime song for them. 
uh, it was for a hockey fights cancer night <clears throat> a couple years back. And it was one of the coolest things that I had ever experienced because I had never been in a setting where there were so many people in their seats for the national anthem. Cause I had done a bunch of sports already. Um, and I had done MetLife, which was also on the top of my list shortly after that, which is just epic. Um, but you guys don't really tailgate here the way we tailgate on no, these coasts. So no. everyone's already in. So for the anthem at home, you know, a lot of the times people miss it. Um, and a lot of arenas, people miss it because they're not in their seats quite yet. So it was the first time I was in a massive football stadium that's beautiful, of course. And then also with just 70,000 plus people just already in their seats, packed and ready to go. Um, and it was my first flyover while I was singing. It was like a whole thing. So that was that moment. And it's just happened to be here in Seattle, which is cool now that I'm here and working in Seattle sports. Um, but that, that is definitely one of my like top, top anthem moments. Just so euphoric. Like there's no other way to describe it. It was, it was just so cool. So, <laughs> you know, with, with the selection of Lumen, I've got another question about Lumen, but before that, just, just, I'm curious about that because you, you, you weren't in the area yet. How does one get contacted for something like that? Are you just putting your stuff out there on like socials? Is there a network that's known about? Do you contact these teams specifically? How does that, how does that really work? There it is. It's a, it's a it's national anthem singing has become like kind of a fun little hobby of mine. Um, and it is, it is a network. I, my significant other actually works out here and that was how I had the connection there. Um, but it's a whole, at the start of, or a little bit before the start of every season, whether it's football, basketball, baseball, I go through a list of people that I know or who I think are possibly still working for the team. And it's a list that I have built intensively over the past, you know, five, six years, especially, um, and I send out my email, Hey, it's me would love to be, you know, considered for a national anthem this year, whether I've sung there before, or whether I had never, you know, still haven't gotten a chance to get in the stadium or arena yet. And I send my list of videos. I have a whole, you know, whole thing. And I just, I just sit and I send hundred emails at the beginning of every season, um, and just hope for a response. And a lot of the time people either respond and I'm too late and they're already full or, you know, they would love to have me or, you know, I don't get a response at all. There's like so many different ways it could go. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a lot of networking. It's, it's a thing that I did not know existed until I started doing it a little more often. And I was like, oh, this is like a whole different circle of people. Um, so yeah, it just, and I, I, I still do that, even though I'm with Kraken full-time now, I still try to get a couple of anthems in as much as I can. I know our season is like extremely heavy so it's harder for me to travel now like I would just kind of I would mm. travel all over the place when I was back on the east coast because that was you know I didn't have a full-time set thing so I could um but yeah I, I still try to do it here and there it's just it's a lot of networking it's a lot of just continuously emailing I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who are very sick of getting my email but I'm gonna keep doing it <laughs> yeah because I hear wasn't really in Seattle yet. Um, and I was like, okay, how does that work? Cause again, are yeah. you emailing this one person at Lumen? Like, Hey, I'd love to do that. And it's yeah. just this random email. So it, it, it makes a lot of sense to network. That's, that's something I, I was told in high school that networking is very important. And I'm like, yeah, dude, let me get out of here. I'm sweaty. I'm tired. 
<laughs> but you, you, you like especially in this industry it's it's i'm sure in every industry it's really true um and then for the lumen follow-up uh i i heard on one of your interviews and i i believe i remember it actually because i think it was i could be wrong about the match that it is but the sounders had you for um i think it was concacaf i think it was concacaf and all this stuff was happening and you were just kind of like what is going on um <laughs> I, I think it was I, th I think it was concacaf because you mentioned it being like a trophy that they win and i i too i'm still getting uh, my grasp on all of that getting my grasp um, on soccer, so. <laughs> but was that do you remember i think it might have i don't know if that was the final i think it might have been the final like may 4th um i don't know if you remember it specifically i don't remember if it was a final i remember it was and i think i know which one you're talking about <laughs> i've had a lot of those oh my god moments so <laughs> if this is not the exact same story that you're thinking of um there was one that whatever the cup or something that they were playing for was being televised on a certain network, I believe. So my anthem had to be a lot shorter. Oh, it was one of those like, oh gosh, okay. And it was one of those like, kind of tell me right before I walk up there to sing it moments, <laughs> which is fine. It happens. Um, so that was, that happened to me at a Sounders game. That was a, and I, I, to be completely honest with you, I do not remember what the, what the cup was or what yeah. the, the um what time of the year it was for them um but yeah they were all I know it was it was like a network thing it was just the way the timing was going mm. and how, what they had to fill in on air I believe not necessarily in the stadium so we needed to have a little bit of a quicker <laughs> it was that usually our anthems are 90 seconds and they were like can you do this in like a minute and 10 I'm like sure gonna try <laughs> <laughs> oh god yeah, yeah. no Jeez. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Cause I heard that. I was like, what was happening? Like yeah. some of the times, <laughs> you know, there's stuff you're like, there's a trade going on in a different thing and I have to pay attention to that. Or sometimes I am like sitting there, but you don't really, I never really thought about what it's like to be in the person that I see standing on the podium down there, you know? <laughs> yeah. um, Lots going on. You gotta just be ready for anything when you're down there. So uh, I, I do want to touch on sort of unique performances and, and, and events. Uh, I'll use the word unique, but to go back really quick to the venues, is there a bucket list venue or a few for you that you'd like to perform at at some point in time? You know, I know that you, you hopefully you've been able to do MetLife. I, I kind of figured that was a good one. Um, yep. But may anything that, you know, is historical or important to you that you'd like to check that off the box at some point in time? Yeah, I mean, um, MSG I've done a couple times now that was also a huge bucket list one for me because it's MSG you just don't get more epic than that um so that was at the top of my list I would love to sing uh in Pittsburgh for the Steelers because my family I've got lots of Steelers fans in my family and it's just been another one of those teams that we all just like kind of love and support um so that would just be another truly awesome moment if I ever got to sing, sing there um just lots I've I've I have a whole list I could be here forever my goal is <laughs> my goal is to my goal is to try to sing this is my goal a couple years ago when I was just doing this but my goal was to try to sing in as many cities and states as possible in as many sports as I could get I went to Ohio to sing it one of my best friend was a professional uh jet dragster racer oh and i God. think the national anthem for one of her final events there which was 
also really really cool just like full American like old school race car like everything it was so cool I sang in the middle of the runway really really awesome moment um so yeah I'm just you know any anything anything I can get and just try to try to keep adding to the list I love it it's a fun awesome experience for me to be able to say that I've been to all of these places too and it's you know a lot of these spots you're not going to necessarily go and visit or go on vacation so if I get to go there and do what I love to do it's just you know extra feather in the cap sounds definitely like one of those things where it's like I've started and I just want to co- keep collecting keep, keep adding yeah god <laughs> oh at. I mean it does sound really cool to add to that right yeah like just I think of that some of the historic venues you know and I'm like I'm, I'm sure it would be the same way for you in terms of what you'd want to do there. Um, yeah. huh. Good to know. <laughs> good, to, good to keep track of, you know, because that, yeah. that's what it was is seeing you like, again, throughout the inaugural season of the Kraken. I was like, okay, that's there. But then it was through these other events. I was like, this is the same. I've seen this person before, <laughs> right? Like it's the so same voice. It. It's the same person. The name's yep. familiar, um, which will lead me into this sort of transitional where we're, we're going to go into like, um, an escalator here we're going to go to the next topic um how did rain come about you know because again i mentioned kraken but how did the rain come about because obviously they had been in memorial stadium and then starfire for like a year and then to shaney and then back to lumen this well not back to my apologies to lumen this past year and i'm sure there was like things they were learning and adding throughout the course of the year like an in arena host right so how did that all take place to join the rain and be a part of that year yeah um that was that was another just kind of lucky domino effect who you know moment um I I knew the gentlemen that were being brought in uh to produce the games once they got to Lumen and it was you know like you said they were trying to add new new effects new game prez because all of a sudden they're in this massive stadium and they can do all this great stuff um so they had reached out and they were like hey we don't really know what the deal is going to be with with the rain this year and what with their games and what's going on at the time they had, I think only four of the 17, 18 home games actually scheduled. Um, So they were like, we don't even have a full schedule to give you. And we're not even sure if we can 100% tell you that they're going to let us hire a host, but if they do, do you want to do it? Um, so it was one of those things. And I was like, yeah, of course, why not? I'm, I'm off Kraken season. I wanted to, and again, like Kraken was the first year that I have kind of done the whole in arena host thing. So of course I'm like any extra practice, any extra outing I can get myself into. Um, so yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was just one of those, one of those who, you know, we're not really sure what's going to happen, but are you on board if possible? And I'm like, totally count me in. So it was a lot of just kind of like wait and see situations. Um, and then my, uh, one of my stage managers actually at Kraken runs the show over there now. So she came in about halfway through and she was like, you're hundred percent staying on. I'll be back this year, which I'm really excited about. Um, so it's been really cool. And that was, that's another one of those things that like, again, I'm, I'm not a huge soccer, like I'm learning still really learning soccer. Um, but it was really cool to watch that team and that arena grow throughout the couple of home games that we had in those couple of months over the summer. It was just like, like they made it to the playoffs. They went from having like 7,000 fans in the building to like over 20,000 at that last game. And that was so cool to watch. Cause I've never experienced that before, like f- see something and be a part of something like physically from the ground up 
starting so tiny and just like exploding. And they have such a strong fan base. Like you would never know. And so it's awesome that they have this arena, this outlet now to really like embrace a higher number of fans and get to more people and do more for their team. It's just really cool to see. Yeah. And that's something, you know, I was, I was raised like my, I, I like to tell people like just Fishlock. I told just Fishlock and Lou Barnes this when I met them at a Kraken game, actually, I didn't know they were going to be there. And I ran into them and I told them I grew up. This is the first time I had met them. I said, I, my parents raised me by having season tickets to the storm and the rain. And I said, they raised me right. And just Fishlock goes, damn right. They did. <laughs> damn right. They did. Yeah. Um. So to see that at Memorial where I played like high school football, you know, which is, I mean, Memorial is fine. It's a cool venue. It's right under the space needle and climate pledge arena. <laughs> but they yep. could do with some upgrades, you know, to, to Shaney, which is fine as a minor league baseball stadium. But I don't know if you ever played soccer growing up, playing on dirt is not good for no, your like legs. Yeah, yeah. That was, that was a thing. Uh, and even when they, they had a semifinal last year there, they packed that to like, again, 7,000 is what they could yeah. do, right. you know, to go into Lumen. Yeah. And to watch that grow every game and to like from the press box say, Hey, they added more here and they add more layers. Yeah. It's so um, awesome. It, so, and, and I'm interested with that, you know, you know, the, with women in sports, how was that like for you? You know, I know that there were like uh, breaks where you would go and you'd be walking around and trying to give it like shirts or merchandise and just the little girls that were there. Yeah. Cause obviously, you know, the, 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 they're playing soccer on the field but maybe one of them sees what you're doing and they're like I can do that I'd love to do that was yeah. that is that something that you thought about throughout the course of the season yeah of course we I always try to like I I lean towards kids especially because I had so many people that I looked up to growing up that you know shaped me and led me to be doing what I'm doing now so it's like anytime I'm out there even like cracking game the other night and they're like you have 90 seconds left before the close. I'm like, I have to go give this puck, this kid a puck, a squishy puck. Like I have to, and I ran downstairs. Just like little moments like that. And anytime you think that like, you see them light up and you see their eyes get so excited. And it's just like, I'm little old me. Like I'm not, I'm not this awesome athlete on the field or on the ice that you're here to see. And like for them to get excited to talk to me or my co-host or anybody that we work with, it's just it's like, that's, that's what makes our jobs so much more fun. I mean, we have fun regardless, but I, I had so many role models growing up and I hope that if I keep doing this and I can chat with enough people and again, whether it's a t-shirt, whether it's a squishy puck, whether it's a high five, like anything, that's just like the smallest something that could make a little kid go, huh, I could probably do that. Um, yeah, it just, it means a lot. It means a lot and it makes the job so much more worthwhile. Yeah. And that's, you know, like growing up, I'm sure there's uh, who knows how many number of kids that were like, I want to be a soccer player when I grow up, I want to be a hockey player. But like, I, I realized that like sophomore year of high school, I'm like, this isn't going anywhere, dude, you got to figure it out. <laughs> uh, and I didn't really figure out to do all this, this covering the team stuff until first, uh, first quarter of college, you know? So oh, wow. just yeah. like, there's so many opportunities in these sports teams, whether it is, you know, there's there's so many you know yeah. so it's I think it's important important to have folks like you that are going to encourage that you know because yeah when we're at morning skate and the puck flies at me after I make sure my teeth are still fine <laughs> uh, I'm like all right who am I giving this to you know right. I don't I don't need another puck I'm totally. bad at the game already you know I totally. played baseball that's where my that's, that's where I belong 
So, you know, it's, that's, I, that you love to hear stuff like that. You really do. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was going to ask if you're going to be back for rain, but you seem to answer that already. I will be. <laughs> um, yeah. And then just, just off the top of your head, I apologize. Cause maybe I probably should know this, but how many of the teams here have you hit? Cause let, let me just go down the list. You've already mentioned Seahawks. I've seen you yep. at Mariners. I don't know if I've seen you at a storm game yet. Um, I did sing at storm last year. Okay. All right. Yep. Jeez. Uh, Sounders. <laughs> Kraken, obviously, rain. So you're hitting like everybody. All we need, like if you're going to complete the gauntlet here, <laughs> we have we have Sea Wolves, which again, come down to Starfire. It's a lot of fun. It's a great atmosphere, despite being a lot smaller. Yep. And Sea Dragons, which will be in Lumen. So it's like, yep. you've already been in that building. So like Angelica Salem's going to run the gauntlet here. Like, Everywhere. We're, we're I'm going to keep track of this. <laughs> um, again, obviously busy, but that would be hilarious. Like I'd have to follow up on that. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so I was, I was like, oh shoot, like storm was the one I was most cloudy about and you've, yep. okay. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> and then, uh, I, I mentioned that we were going to take the escalator and go to the next level here, but I lied. Okay. <laughs> um, you don't have to mention names or if you don't want to answer this, you don't necessarily have to any of the sort of unique, maybe not as fun experiences you've had with, with, a, with an anthem or a performance at one of these buildings, anything that's like, wow, that just really did not go how I wanted it to, you know, have there been any moments like that you'd want to share? Or is that something like, mm. no, I mean, yeah, most of them are all of them, you know, have to do with me and my performance, of course, <laughs> so I'm, I'm my biggest critic. So there's always going to be something. Um, yeah. I mean, I started one of the national anthems I did last year for the Kraken. I started like fun fact. I never start my anthem on the same note, mm. not on purpose. I just don't, I just don't go out there with like a, you know, pitch pipe or key or anything in mind. Just depends how I'm feeling that day. Mm. Um, and I was extremely nervous to sing this anthem for the Kraken. Cause it was, we were, it was about halfway through the season. And it was one of those things where it's kind of like, Oh, everybody in the arena knows who I am now. So this <laughs> anthem was just a little more nerve wracking than, than my previous one. Um, but I started like five octaves higher than I should have started that day. And my anthem was, it was fine. All my notes came out. You know, it was just one of those things where I finished and I was like, I just sang that thing way too high. And I was like, probably screaming, but what are we going to do about it? That's it. Um, yeah. I mean, stuff like that happens, but again, it's, it's one of those things. It just comes with the territory. You know, you're going to have mess ups, you know, there's going to be not your best um and just learning not to be too hard on yourself and just brush it off there's always a chance to do it again and yeah that's it <laughs> and then on the, like a smaller thing something i notice during these anthems is when you know obviously you go through the anthem like here they do they try to like emphasize the c part the red glare yeah. part uh but then some of these games like more than others you'll notice like everyone says the fight part um sometimes I just start saying random words like there or that throughout them. Does that like, do you get annoyed by that? Do you get thrown off by that when you're trying no, or are you trying not, to like, not anymore. yeah, I mean, I, I don't even hear that to be honest with you. Um, and it's, that's funny that you bring that up because the first time again, hockey was a very new sport for me a couple of years ago. And it was one of the, I, when I say did a national anthem for the Rangers at Madison square garden, which again, epic, so awesome. Um, but I did not, I had been to a couple of hockey games, but I guess never in for the anthem and didn't really know that that was a thing that they did at hockey games and did not have a heads up. So when I started singing and they are 
Rangers fans, like they have, I don't even remember what words they scream on, but they, they have their, they think they screamed once or twice. Um, and I was not prepared and I did not know that that was happening. And I literally made me jump and I was like, oh no, did I do something wrong? And I'm like sitting there talking to myself while the whole time I'm saying, and I had no idea what they even said. Like, I didn't even know that they were screaming a word from the anthem. Like I had no idea. And then my best friend, after the fact, she's a hockey nut. She was like, I, I asked her and I was like, did I do something wrong? Like, why was everybody yelling? She's like, no, Angelica, they, they yell words of the anthem. That's a thing. And I'm like, oh, we would have been good to know before I started, but that's all right. <laughs> so now I don't even hear it. Now it's just one of those things. It's like, you know, it happens. It's background noise. That's it. Yeah. Okay. Cause some of these games, again, <laughs> some, some of these games that goes on, they do the, the ones that are like, they, they encourage, yeah. And it just goes on. Others, I'm like hearing from the press, I'm here, there. And I'm like, what the hell are we doing? Like, no. like, guys. <laughs> we're, still, we're still learning out here. Yeah. <laughs> so to see that aspect of it, I'm like, I wonder if they hear it down there. So now yeah. we'll get to the Kraken and that's aspect of it. <laughs> There's been a trend here, right? Yep. With networking. And if anybody has any doubt about networking, I want this to be another example of that. <laughs> but how did that position with the Kraken come along? Did networking play a part in it? Of course. Yeah. Um, it was actually, I was, I was just trying to sing the anthem for them. Honestly, I had getting connections through who I had already kind of hooked up with out here for anthems or, or gigs and was like, Hey, do you know who's game pres at, at Seattle Kraken? I would love to sing an anthem or two for them. Um, and it turned into a conversation more of like a, Hey, we actually like, you know, my boss at the time had actually heard me sing an anthem at the Mariners um, and was like, yeah, you're great. We'll definitely have you for an anthem. And then I got an email a couple of weeks later that was like, have you ever hosted before? Would you want to come in and audition for us or send us a tape? Um, and then again, like kind of just domino effect from there. I sent in, I, I posted it on social media not too long ago. I sent in a tape of me standing in my living room, holding a remote control, um, reading some fake lines, you know, pretending I knew what I was doing <laughs> and, um, didn't hear from anybody for a little bit. And then a couple of weeks before the season, they asked me to come in for an in-person audition and read some lines on the mic at KCI and the rest is history. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, again i figured <laughs> networking would be involved there yeah. but you know i'm sure that's that was such an interesting time you know going through everything you know they do the the intro video and that whole introduction obviously the players and getting everyone acclimated trying different things um how much i'm sure there's a lot right like obviously there's a lot different with the team this year but how much for you personally has been different from year one to year two um I'd say a lot just in the sense that like we all have a little bit of a better grip of what's going on and again for me year one was year one like you know in all in all sorts and also in all of all of the ways um so this year it's not it's it's I feel a little bit more comfortable I'm a little bit more confident in myself and my you know reading my lines, playing games, comfortable, you know, talking to fans beforehand, like even all this, the prep kind of prep work we have to do before we do a hit or a, you know, a game or whatever. Um, so just, I think just a little more overall confidence in myself. Um, and then as a team, like, you know, we're just, we're, we're having fun. People are more involved this year. Like again, like last year, everyone was learning. Everyone in Seattle was learning hockey. They were learning how to, you know, be fans for this brand new team and, the do's and don'ts and 
what to get excited about and what not to get excited about. Um, so this year there's, there's definitely just like a lot more knowledge in the building, which is great for us. Um, and you know, it's also been super fun that we've been winning. It makes our job, it makes our job extra fun because people just stay excited the whole time. Um, yeah, but it's, it's been a journey. It's been great. But again, like it was kind of cool and scary that year one for the Kraken was also year one for me for, you know, hosting and doing this, this little career change. Um, but kind of, you know, good, good in a way we, we grew together. <laughs> we learned together. So you mentioned the do's and don'ts, and this is fresh on my mind because it happened in the game against Columbus. Are you pro or anti-wave at the game? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like I, I feel like I can't be mad enough to say anti-wave. Like I love a good wave. How could you be mad at a mm. wave? But I saw that. I didn't even know that that was like a thing people got mad about. I saw that on, on Twitter or something the other night. And I was like, why are people even upset about this? Why is this even, <laughs> why is this even a topic? You know, I, I always get excited. I get excited that it catches on. I'm like really proud of people when they can make it go all the way around, no matter what arena I'm in. I'm like, look at how awesome that is. <laughs> I think, I think for me, like there, it, it's just when it happens, you know, yeah. it's like they always, I think that one of the Kraken like pregame, they'll have like little facts. Right. And it's like the wave was started at the university of Washington or something. Yep. It's like, that's fine. Like I'm a Husky. I'd like to be proud of these things, but I'm not sure. um, <laughs> like there were several Mariners games with the course of the season where it's a tight game. You know, they're going into the top yeah. innings. They, they, they're, they're in the thick of it with a run or so. And like, it's a tense moment. And they're like, let's do the wave. And I'm like, why, yeah. what are we doing? guys like this is yeah. big they need these three outs here what are we doing yep i think against columbus it was in the third period and we're like trying to hold on to that one goal lead and i'm like i get <laughs> columbus is not the greatest but you know i think that's that's where it lies for me uh ryan divish yep. with the seattle times actually has there's a shirt that was made that says ban the wave and like, <laughs> ban the wave again i, I, I understand it you know, yeah. I get where it's I get, coming from I get the timing again. Like that's, that's something that's like, so out of our control. And I yeah. typically, when that's happening, especially when we're working, I don't even know what's going on in the <laughs> aside from what I'm doing. I'm pretty sure when that was happening, I was like standing in the back of the space needle lounge waiting for the TV timeout. So like at that point, like we missed so much, we missed so mm. much, <laughs> you know, um, and not, not on purpose, but it's like, yeah, it's, I mean, people are just having fun. <laughs> and that's the whole point right like i get it yeah, all, 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 all like grouch about it but I'm like, ah, yeah. that's where i was so again curious <laughs> to hear it from your point of view on that yeah um i mentioned it before we jumped on here and i don't know how different it'll be but what is your day in the life on a game day look like i know strawberry had a tiktok on it about people <laughs> yeah. were confused i like does he live in a hotel um <laughs> you know, getting to the game, going over the meetings, having, you know, sound check, which I've, you know, I hear here and there, and it's always fun to see what you guys get into yeah. uh, messing around wise, but how, how different does that look from you? Or what, what does what your day in the life look like for, for a game day here? Yeah. Um, I mean, it's pretty similar. We're, we're pretty routine with, with what we do in our, our time frame of things. Um, I kind of hit a certain point of the day where I, you know, get myself ready. I kind of like half get ready before I go to the arena. I'll kind of do like half hair and makeup so that I don't have to like do hundred percent of it when I get there. Um, and then, yeah, we sit through script review. We have our tech rehearsals. 
um, depending on if we have like, you know, newer games or not, rehearsals will be just a little bit longer. Sometimes if it's all stuff we've done before, everything goes quickly. And then we got some downtime to just chill and, you know, study lines and do all that. Um, but yeah, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty standard. There's nothing, nothing in there. That's, that's too crazy for me. The only thing I add in there once in a while is just spending way too much time in the team store shopping, which I, you know, need to stop doing. Um, <laughs> that's probably the only difference that would be in my video because that happens very often. Um, yeah, but it's, it's, it's a long day. We're there for a long time, but, uh, by the time, by the time the game starts, we're, we're ready to go. We, we get it together. <laughs> so and then this is something i also mentioned before we jumped on here you know you, you mentioned being from the east coast you know the giants fan so i i feel like the the sports blood is already in there right <laughs> but for you does getting up for a game day heading into the arena you ever lose that spark or is it you know some days you slog through it some days you do with stuff or is it always like something happens and everything just clicks and the show starts <clears throat> and you're just amped how did how did does that ever do you ever lose that I don't think you ever lose it. I think there are some days that are, you know, harder than others. When you got six games in 14 days, it's, you got to find the energy. Um, but it's one of those things that's like, if I'm tired showing up at the arena, like by the time doors open, you just get adrenaline and it's like, it's a show day. Right. So like you, you pull it together, you, you get the energy. It appears out of nowhere. I get, I never know where it comes from because I'm so exhausted when I'm walking in there at one o'clock in the afternoon. And then all of a sudden it's, 5 30 p.m and i'm doing a pre-tape and i'm like wow where did this energy come from um and then you crash you get home and you crash and it's fine you know but it's it's that performer's adrenaline it never really goes away even if you're you know tired and a little bit run down day of come showtime it just it just kicks in that that, that sounds about right again yeah. just like with some of these games like for the mariners uh alds game three i showed it the the media availability started at six o'clock so I got there at five o'clock because I'm a madman. Um, and I'm like, man, this was a mistake. My Krispy Kreme donut had you know, gone through me. It didn't feel that great anymore. The coffee had gone through me. I'm like, what are we doing? You know, it's seven o'clock in the morning and I've been here for two hours. Yep. But, you know, fans start to come in. You're like, like, we're here now. This is it. It's just always the same, whether it's yep. hearing sabotage at these games, you know, <laughs> you hear center field at the Mariners games all that sort of stuff. Like it just clicks. Um, so kind of getting close to wrapping up here. Yeah. How, how are can you put into words what it's like to work with Bowie on a game day? <laughs> um, and your initial reaction, whether that was finding out when Bowie came down from the rafters or I'm, maybe you knew about it before so you could prepare for stuff like that. <laughs> Your initial reaction and just what that's like. Because sometimes I'll look and Bowie's like on a perch, like, dude, this is a mascot uniform. It cannot be lightweight. Maybe it is. Um, you might <laughs> fall. Or sometimes there was a video on Twitter of Bowie on uh, Bowie's hoverboard on the bridge <laughs> and just moving around. And that thing shakes. So I'm like, huh, I wonder what that would be. And I see Bowie was on it, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> Is, is always just really fun to see. So someone who works really closely with the team's mascot, I'm interested to hear yeah. how that was. But firstly, that, that sort of initial reaction. Yeah, um, we were we were kept completely in the dark on Bowie until wow. day of. Nobody, wow. none of us knew. They did not give anything away, um, which honestly I think was for the better because our all of our initial reactions were just as <laughs> sincere as everybody else's. Um, 
I got to sit right in the front when, and we had seen rehearsals, but like we still had not seen the mascot. Um, we have not, had not seen Bowie. Um, we didn't even know his name until that day. Huh. So it was like very all first, like, you know, first, first day of school for everybody, but we got to sit strawberry and I sat like right near the glass for his initial entrance, um, right underneath him really. And it was like, I got chills. I almost started crying when he came down. Like it was this thing that we'd all been waiting for. Like there was so much teasing of it last year and we were just all waiting for this beautiful special character to join our team. And when it finally happened, it was like, it was so awesome. Like it was just, we had chills. I was like, I was so proud for Bowie and like proud of Bowie. Um, and I mean, working with Bowie is just like, he's great. There's, there's, he's the best just keeps the energy up. Like there's, how can you have a bad day? Bowie's around, you know what I mean? And he makes all of our hits so much more fun. There's just another, you know, there's another character in our story. There's another, you know, story for us to tell something to play with. Um, so yeah, I mean, we're, you know, Bowie's, Bowie's a bestie for sure. <laughs> That's gotta be a shirt that, I mean, Bowie's a bestie. I know. Or, or just Bowie besties, like make it a club. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I, I got to admit, I think I was at a rain game when that had happened and I'm seeing it on Twitter. I'm seeing the reactions. I'm like, huh, <laughs> yes. and you're reading about it, like being related to the Fremont troll. Everybody yeah. wanted to be a Kraken, but like, I've like reading, if you know any of like the background of the logo, like they try to keep the Kraken mysterious. It's a whole thing. Well, no one knows what a Kraken yeah, exactly. Looks like, but we it's can't like, tell you what it looks like. <laughs> no, you know, like obviously there's the tentacle in there and the red eye and that's its whole thing. But yeah. like, if you, like, I remember reading about it when we finally found out the brand identity, you know, yeah. and that's like, so I was like, it obviously wasn't going to be that I, right. I have to admit again, was skeptical at first. I was like, <laughs> huh? Okay. But yeah. like, I had a conversation with someone at a game, actually. It, uh, I think it was before it was a homestand before last. Um, yeah. And they were like, just the energy that Bowie brings has made me change my opinion. And I was like, I was already starting to get into it just because, yeah. you know, some of the things like you look at the plushes and Bowie has a, a booty tat, which is a thing, <laughs> stuff like that, you know, but the energy that Bowie brings, that's yeah. every game, you know, and there's yeah. always something going on. Like one of my favorite moments from this year is uh, Bowie holding Jackson up after the team had scored. That was just the coolest thing, you know, yeah. and I look down and I'm like, man, I was going to cry already. You guys yeah. are terrible for this. Um, yeah. You no, know, he, so he's really, he's really special. And there was so much thought and time put into that character. And we all know that, you know, on the back end, but it's, he's so special and he brings so much extra energy to every single game. And like I said, like, how can you, how could you even be mad at that at, at Bowie? You know what I mean? Like, we of course knew like everyone again everyone's gonna have an opinion it takes time people don't like change people don't like new things but I think I think he came around relatively quickly to to anybody that doubted him <laughs> at least what I've seen I've got a few friends from Kraken Twitter who are taken very well to Bowie yeah. so yeah. you know yeah. um and then to wrap up here I know it's always tough to make people pick on the spot right oh, no. do you have a top do you have a top three it doesn't have to be in order a top three moments from your time with the Kraken, whether that was, you know, inaugural game, you know, uh, 32 day was great. The last regular season home game. Some of these games this year have been pretty wild with overtime games and records and all that. 
for yeah. you personally, do you have a, a three that you would throw at me? It doesn't again, it does not have to be in order. And just because again, you know, you're someone coming from the East Coast, from what it sounds like, didn't expect to be in a in an arena host until all of this has taken place. And this is this is like a new home for you, right? So what do you have a top three you would throw out there? Um, inaugural day last year for sure. I I got to host and I also got to sing O Canada for the first time in Climate Pledge Arena. Um, and kind of pledging history so that was really really cool that's another one of those like you know bucket list you never think you're going to be a part of an inaugural team or celebration like that so that was really really cool for me um oh hard buoy buoy's day was definitely one of them just because it was so long awaited <laughs> it was one of those moments that we just needed to happen um but otherwise I don't know I mean I think this, this whole kind of season collectively has been really special just with like the amount of people that we get to talk to now and that recognize us and that, you know, want to take pictures with us. Again, it's that kind of like little girl in me that's like, oh my God, this is so cool. Like people recognize me for what I'm doing for work. And like, that's, you know, as a performer, that's all you, you know, you strive for that. You strive to touch people and make people have fun and, and feel good and be a part of the story. Um, so I feel like I've been really feeling that this year, just like as a whole, um, that people are really involved and really catching on to what we're doing and, and like what we're doing. Um, so yeah, sorry, I can't be more specific than that. No, I mean, again, it's tough to put you on the spot with these (laughs) things, you know, like if you asked me to pick the same thing, I don't know if I could, you know, I'd (laughs) start throwing things out and we'd sit here for like two hours and and not have a finalist. Right. So (laughs) no, again, it's, it's like, I'll say this before we kind of just get to wrapping up. I, 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 even before we got this interview set up, like it's been amazing what yourself and the team have been able to do with keeping these fans engaged. Because again, like I told you before, whenever people say, Hey, I'm going to a game, even if they don't ask for it, I'm like, okay, you got to do this. You got to say that you got to pay attention to this. They're going to do this. It's a whole thing. And they're like, first of all, they're like, what the hell is he talking about? What do you mean? <laughs> but it, it really is such a big deal. And, yeah. you know, especially with, with tickets, you know, you want to get the bang for your buck if you're buying a ticket. And I think keeping people entertained throughout the course of that through intermission, through intermission, through, you know, ice clearing breaks and all that sort of stuff. Right. It's, it's awesome, you know, and to hear, about your story about, you know, wanting to affect these kids, you know, just embracing it all, you know, knowing that you've kind of got, um, at least from the socials, right, kind of got a situation here in this city that, you know, is working out well, like congratulations on a recent anniversary, uh, as well. (laughs) Um, It's it's really awesome, again, to hear the journeys of these people that you see on a game day that are working these for your teams, right? Because again, obviously, we're covering this. And I, these teams and all that. But at the end of the day, you know, I still have that kid in me that's like, you want these things to go well. Yeah. You're excited to get there every day. I'm excited to go in the team store and see what they have that's new, <laughs> you know. So, my favorite place. Yeah. I want to put the appreciation out there for that, you know, because I know, again, it's different. I apologize for the ice storm that wasn't supposed to happen. (laughs) 
That's um, okay. I won't hold it against you. <laughs> um, is there anything outside of, because I know you do some other stuff. I do, I believe you do some coaching um, as so, well yeah. that you want to put out there into the world. I've, we always link the socials in the description. So you have to worry about that. Yeah, they're but, all on the socials. Um, I work for uh, a, a virtual gym, essentially. It's called The U. Um, they are the gym that I've worked for, the studio that I work for back home in Connecticut. They are completely, or for the most part, virtual. We still have a home base, but they do a, a two-way streaming, um, you know, coaching system. So when we teach classes, there's one of us that is doing the workout with you. And then there's another coach also on the call who is interacting with the clients while they're doing the workout. So there's someone watching you, keeping their eyes on you. Um, really cool concept, not done really anywhere else. Um, so yeah, working on the marketing team there as well and just trying to get them to the next level. And, you know, I have some private clients too. So that's my, that's my little life outside of performing. <laughs> Again, is that's the whole thing, right? As I want to, I want to spotlight that because obviously most of what this, what I know you from <laughs> is that, but I do see that on the socials. And I know, yeah. I think that the, you had done some, like, there was some new exciting news about that, that had dropped recently. If I had read that correctly from the socials. Um, so, you know, I wanted to spotlight that as well. Um, I, I've been out of shape since I played baseball in high school. So who knows? Maybe, Come maybe take a class. I got to work on that. Right. Yeah. Um, but I mean, is there anything that you want to leave off on, uh, whether it is, you know, encouraging people to get up to games when they can, maybe if they need a coach, anything that you want to put out there, just all, of the, all of the above, all of the above come see us at games. Um, definitely always say hi, definitely come take pictures with us. If you want to participate in any of our games, our TV timeouts, get there early pregame is when our, our stage managers pick, uh, pick fans, pick contestants. I know a lot of people always wonder about that too. So that's a little plug for you. Um, and yeah, if you want to, if you want to work out with me, so come take class at the U it's all virtual. You can do it from anywhere. Hit me up. I got all the questions, all the answers to the questions. All the answers. Okay. All well, answers. you know, again, I appreciate, <laughs> uh, I appreciate having you on and your time, obviously, like I said, took me a while to get this, this sorted out, but and I apologize for that. So I appreciate your time in that. And again, everything that goes into a game day has been awesome. So to have you guys there just makes it all better. And again, I miss cracking hockey. We've been gone for like two days. And I'm like, <laughs> hey, man. I know. It's going to be a long break. We'll be back before you know it. <laughs> it just continues. My, oh, my. Rapino sends it in low.